Hello, you miserable bitches. I'm Emily. And I'm Cody. And make sure you leave your manners at the duck. Welcome back to another episode. Was that good? Yeah, it was great. Wait, where'd it go? Just keep going. All right. Well, we're back with another episode. It is... Um, fourth. Fourth. Our fourth episode. Yes. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell you my news because I only have one thing. Robert Durst died. Who? Robert Durst. I don't know who that is. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is he an actor? No, he's not an actor. He was like a real estate mogul and he... Real is suspected safe. to have murdered his wife in like the 60s or something. Then he killed his best friend. Then he killed his other name named Martin Black, man named Martin Black in Galveston. And I drove by the house Fuck. in Galveston. Yes. And he was just put like sentenced and is in prison. They made a documentary about him called The Jinx. Never heard of it. Okay. I guess I'm not. Well, my sister just sent me a text yesterday and she was like, motherfucker. And I was like, uh, what? And then I read the article. I was like, oh, Robert Durstein. So she... Was like into that story, Lon. Yeah, she loved him. She has okay, like pictures. Like we have our next, her next guest host. Yeah, she has like pictures of him in her locker, and he has little beady eyes. That's Literally, crazy. look him up. He's disgusting. Wait, your sister had pictures of this murder in her no, locker? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I'm gonna look him up. Once I see a picture of him, it'll probably ring a bell. Yes, because like when he killed Martin Black. It, it's a whole story. Yeah, it sounds like we got our next episode. <laughs> but um, Bob Saget also died. You and literally... Betty White. Yes, Betty White did die and so did Bob Saget. I actually think we're going to a brunch this weekend. Um, you and Betty? No, me and Josh. And it's like not, I think it's like a birthday. So I know her birthday is like on the 16th. Oh, yeah, on Sunday. So it's like a, a brunch so thing. At, is it 17th? I think so. I think this, no, I think it's the 16th. Whatever. Either way, she didn't make it to it. But, um, oh, that's horrible. But um, it's like a brunch, and they're having, like, vodka and, like, all sorts of cute stuff, and they're going to have the Golden Girls on repeat, so we're going to go do that. Oh, my I God, think. that's so much fun. Yeah. I have a Golden Girls um, coloring book. I've never seen the show. But someone said I'm, like, Blanche. Yeah, you are Blanche. That's great. She's, um, she's the slut. What? Well, that is not me. <laughs> no, she's, like, the, the hootie tootie girl. Yeah, like the uppity she's the skank. Well, that's not me then. Okay, fine, mom. Whatever. I mean, you you're not Blanche. Blanche. I mean, you're not Rose, which was Betty White. Mm-hmm. Rose was kind of a dodo, uh-huh. but she was she was from a country town, which you are. So you could be Rose. I'm not Rose. I'm Dorothea. The older, the older, like cunty bitch. Yeah. Yeah, I liked her though. Me too. I like not her. the really old one. No, no, no. I know, like the one that kind of had like a. Not she an evil really face, but yeah, yeah, she was kind of like a. She was actually look. in real life, though. She was like a wonderful LGBTQ plus like oh, advocate. Especially yeah. that time, that's oh yeah, amazing. Yeah, she's she was really cool. And I saw that thing about Betty White. Also, she, I don't know if this is like fake, but she the story's real. She hired that black. Yep. Um, was it a dancer or an actor or something? Well, he was an actor. And like somebody reposted it, like just saying like, "Oh my god, Betty's so awesome!" And she like commented on it, like, "Yeah, I'm that like." 
I'm a bad bitch or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, the thing was, is like she had had him on a show or something that she was on, and she got like flack for it, and she was like, "All right." So her response was to bring him back and have him on longer. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it ended after when she first yeah. did it, correct? Yeah. Something like that. So yeah. I mean, yeah, she was, she was a pioneer. For sure. Rest in peace, Betty. We love you. Now, let me get into, I know we usually start off with like our Patreons. We did have a new Patreon, Kyla Spall, one of my BFFs. Aww, so thanks, Kyla. Yeah, thanks. Um, Abby and Sarah, mm-hmm. we are, we just got our stickers in with our logo. They look great. Yeah. Emily approved. Now we're going to write our letters coming shortly. We have to take a picture together because you're going to get Ugh. the whole... You're going to get the whole shebang. We're going to send you, like, this letter, thank you note. Um, Mama's got to get her hair done first. Yeah, so I was like, just wait till I get my hair done first. And I'm like, honey, I'll do it in the bathroom real quick at Walmart. You know, no. get the $2 dye, but that's not going to work. So we're waiting on that, and you will receive all the stuff that the Patreon promised you. Um, but for other people that are listening, if you want to be a Patreon, if you go to our Instagram, at Misery Manor Podcast, the link is in the bio. Mm-hmm. What is the URL for the Patreon? Do you remember? I have it in my binder. I think it's like patreon.com forward slash misery manor pod. So no yeah. podcast, just pod. Misery manor pod. And you can go there and pick out whatever you want to. And there's a lot of different options. But as we get more intertwined in this, yeah. there'll be more things that you can get out of. Like early episodes, like bloopers. Trying to figure that out right now. Shirts, all kinds of stuff. So that's Shirts. what Listen. Baby, we don't have shirts yet. <laughs> That's why I said it's a work in progress. Do you want to tell them about our Christmas gifts you just gave me? Yes. Yeah, so so we... Cody bought me a Christmas gift, but he bought himself one too. Well, I needed one, but it's uh, these tumblers that we're going to drink during these. And it has all of like the famous like murders and criminals on it, like plastered on this, like the news articles with like blood in the background. So super appropriate. So we are drinking out of these tonight. So cheers. Um, yeah. I'm just like kind of arranged mine to where my finger goes over Charles Manson's mugshot because he really, those eyes freak me out, man. Yeah. I almost thought about bringing this to work and I was like, well, that's, we're going to ease into that one. Oh my God. I almost just said someone's name, but yeah, you don't know do who that. would yep. be like, mm-hmm. yep. yep. <laughs> so yeah. So enough jibber jabber. Do you have anything else? Mm-hmm. Rate, subscribe. Y'all are doing great. We have 19 reviews so far, which is awesome. Thank you so much for everybody who's done that. I know. I don't know who it is, but I yeah. know our girl at Ride. Yes. Thank you, Ash. Yes, that was Thank sweet. you so much. I mean, we've had a lot. Yeah. Ryan, who works with me, did one. Really? A lot of people from like my high school that I haven't talked to in so long have written one. So thank That's you awesome. guys so much. That means a lot. Um, and it just moves us up in the algorithm of... Apple Podcast. So yeah, and uh, I also have an episode. People, if you want to listen to my episode, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we can see how many people view it. So, but that leads us in tonight. Emily is going to be doing this episode. Um, I have no clue what she's going to be talking about, so I'm super excited to hear it. So, you ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. Do you just want me to tell you? Well, I guess I'll just tell you. You just it. you just do whatever you want to, baby. I'm just here for the entertainment, my wine. So let's go. Okay. <laughs> so. This one's another hard hitter, I know. I was telling my sister when I was researching, she was like, God, she was like, you guys are doing some gnarly ones. And I was like, I know, I don't know why I always pick the ones that's like abusive. I know. And I tend to do that too, but I'm like, when I go to a podcast, I'm like, I like to hear that. I hate that it happened, but I love hearing about like the nitty gritty, you know? I think I'm just fascinated by it because I don't understand 
understand how people how can that do could it. Actually happen, yeah. And yeah. so that's why, um, yeah, that's why it like the mind and all that freaks me out. But at the same time, it just like fascinates me. So, right. um, the first time I heard of this was on my favorite murder. Shout the Queens. Out. The Queens. The Queens. <laughs> but, um, I think Karen did this story and I just, I remember listening to it and immediately going and looking it up. Yeah. Um, I was just like, I couldn't believe it. Um, mm-hmm. So, have I said it yet? No. Oh. Um, so you got us ca- at the end of our seats. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, the case is Sylvia Likens. I don't know this one. Okay, good. Yay. All right. So, here we go. October 26th, day before my birthday, 1965, police were called to the corner home at East New York Street and Denny in Indianapolis. And that's kind of confusing. East New York Street. Okay. We're in Indianapolis. Right. Um, there they found the dead body of Sylvia Likens. She was 16 years old. Um, chief of Indianapolis police. I don't know how to say his name. Spurgeon Davenport. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a 35 year officer in homicide at the time. And he reported that the scene was the most sadistic act he had ever come across. Ugh. Okay. Technical difficulty. Sylvia Likens was born January 3rd. My cousin Amy's birthday, 1949. <laughs> I'm just... Well, you're very directly related to this story. I, I really am. <laughs> um, to parents Lester and Betty Likens. Lester and Betty were transient carnival workers, um, with Lester only obtaining an eighth grade education. Though the Likens were poor, they were thought to have worked hard to give their five children a good life. Five kids. That's mm. um, the Likens children were from oldest youngest, Diana, Danny, Sylvia, Jenny, and Benny. So she was like the middle one. Yes. Sylvia. Um, at the time of the story, Diana was moved out of the family home and married. So she kind of comes into play later, mm-hmm. but she's, you'll see. Uh, Jenny and Benny were fraternal twins, though Jenny had polio as a child, which left her with a limp. Jenny was very shy and reserved probably because of that mm-hmm. being a kid and like kids are mean. Well, you know? and also Jenny and Benny, those names. I know. And I also did read, but I only read at one place that... Diana and Danny were also twins. Okay. Hmm. Which I'm like, maybe? I don't know. So, but yeah, Jenny Bitten. <laughs> um, Sylvia, on the other hand, was outgoing and spunky. She went by the nickname Cookie. Oh. Um, and she stood up for and protected her little sister, Jenny. It was also written in several places that while Sylvia was pretty, she kept her mouth closed when she smiled because she had a missing front tooth. Um... And how old was she? She was 16. So she had a missing front tooth at 16? I know, but just, you'll see pictures so of her. She's so sweet. Can I ask a question? Did yeah. this family, like, not have a lot of money? I already said they were poor. Oh, I missed that one. So, I would think that this was maybe noted because the Lycan family was poor mm. and couldn't afford dental work for mm. their children. But also says something about Sylvia and her personality. Like, yeah. she is this teenage girl that comes from a poor household, but is still smiling and confident, right. you know? Of course. Exactly. So, to me, that tells me she had a good head on her shoulders, mm-hmm. you know, when I, for sure, in that situation, probably wouldn't. Oh, no. Um, anyway, in July of 1965, Lester and Betty took a traveling carnival job and arranged for their four children, because remember Diana is yeah. married, um, that were still at home to be taken care of while they were away working. Danny and Benny both went to stay with their grandparents. I couldn't find any details on why <clears throat> Sylvia and Jenny couldn't also go with their brothers to their grandparents' house, mm-hmm. but this story would have ended so much differently if they had. Um, right. A mutual friend of the Likens introduced them to Gertrude Banaszewski. 
I hate saying that last name, so I'm going to call her Gertrude. B. Oh, yeah. Gertrude B. <laughs> um, Gertrude was a mother of seven children that she could barely take care of to begin with, mm. much less herself, than to take on another two, na- two teenage girls seems like a recipe for disaster. But oh, my gosh. I know. But anyway, she was willing to do the job. Lester and Betty would pay Gertrude $20 weekly to care for the girls. Uh, weekly? Which today is about like 150 bucks. Weekly? How yeah. many? Oh. I know. Well, to Gertrude, that was probably a lot of money. So, well, also, yeah. Okay. Um, now, I saw this in one source <clears throat> that when leaving his daughters with Gertrude, Lester Likens requested that Gertrude straighten his daughters out. Which I didn't read anywhere that they were a problem, but I mean, mm-hmm. I guess teenage girls. I right. Don't know. I mean, yeah, they're all going through the, the motions. I mean, and it's the 60s. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, okay, so let's get to know Gertrude Banaszewski. Gertrude was a frail, chain-smoking woman that lived in a rundown, filthy house with her seven children. Here are her children. Paula, 17. Mm-hmm. John, 12. Stephanie, 15. Marie, 11. Shirley, 10. And James and Dennis, 11 months. So those, there were twins. I don't know, but right. I'm guessing. Right. Or just James didn't have any. That's age. like... 17 to 11 months? 18 months, yeah. Or 18 months. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, she... And she was... It was only Gertrude. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, She suffered the physical abuse of exes, which resulted in multiple divorces, crippling depression, and heavy heavy dosage. That's really hard to say. (laughs) I have a tongue tie. I figured that out this year. Last year. It happened. Your mouth is small. I know. Yeah. It happens. Shut up. Um... I hate you so much. A heavy dosage of prescription drugs. She made okay, she made cash by ironing laundry for the neighbors. I cannot imagine how that would sustain the care of nine people plus two additional people. But That's what I'm thinking. Okay. That's how she made her money. So um, to elaborate on the condition of the Banaszewski home, there were only enough beds for half the people that lived in the house. Oh, no microwave. No stove. Only bread and crackers in the pantry. No. Just three plates, enough silverware for three people, and thick layers of dirt caked the counters and floors. Oh, my God. And we'll come back to the crackers and bread. Well, I'm sh- I was about to say, well, they got some carbs, but... That, I mean, <laughs> that's literally. It. Yeah. I mean, if she, like, smoked in the house, imagine, like, laying, like, the bananas and whatever, like, on your counter, what they would... Oh, in your clothes. Like, you literally leave the house smelling yeah. exactly what your... Not only what your house smelled like... The smoke, everything involved in oh. that, you just... And there's babies, I just realized that, the babies. And then also, you it's teenagers. Nobody wants to be that. You've always heard of that teenage teenager that goes to school and like, people are like, oh my god, that's the person that you know, smells like Smell, smoke. Yeah. Like, that's horrifying. Um, so I can imagine that's what the whole house reeked like. <laughs> oh my god. And probably just shit. Just, I mean, wait. It. Yeah. All the nest. So right off the bat, Sylvia and Paula, Gertrude's oldest child, 17 years old, did not get along. Um, this would be the center of where the abuse began and lasted from July through October of mm-hmm. that year. Um, on the third week of being in the care of Gertrude, Lester's payment didn't come in on time. Gertrude was pissed. She told Sylvia and Jenny, I took care of you two bitches for two weeks for nothing, then spit on them both. Ew. Immediately after, Gertrude grabbed Sylvia by the arm and dragged her into a room, closed the door behind her, and proceeded to torture Sylvia. Mm. Jenny was sitting outside the room and could only hear the pleas and screams from her older sister, and she couldn't do anything. 
the money arrived in the mail the next day. Uh, that pisses me off. Because at first I'm thinking Gertrude is somebody who, um, she is so loving to be able to like take over these kids and like look after them. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, she has so many kids. She loves kids. No, she could give two shit. She was in it for the money for those two. Yeah. I mean, how many clothes can you have to iron? Right. So. Given that you have three spoons for how many people? Nine? Yeah. Love, yeah. So now that the abuse has started, it continues daily. Even like in broad daylight, outside, mm-hmm. anywhere. Like, Any- in, like in front of people too? Oh yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Any time of day. <laughs> Gertrude would abuse the girls and when she became tired and weak, Paula stepped in. Mm. The daughter. Yeah. The girls were beat and whipped with a heavy paddle, kind of like those like uh, fraternity paddles. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. My God. Like the ones with like the holes in it, so the air goes through it really oh, quickly. Oh, maybe I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Um, and a leather belt that was left behind by one of Gertrude's ex-husband, who had been a cop. So, I imagine like a pretty big belt. Sturdy. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, at this time, Sylvia was the focus of the abuse. I don't know if that is because Paula had stepped in at this point and was known to hate her, or mm-hmm. if it was this mutual feeling of hatred towards Sylvia in this household, but right. she was the main target, um, target exactly. Um, while Jenny wasn't being tortured much anymore, she was demanded by Gertrude to, ta- to partake in the beatings of her sister, oh. or she would take the place of Sylvia and become the one being abused. Okay, that makes me want to fucking just... Oh, just wait, like, you're reacting but no, to But no, but like, this. can you imagine... I know, but can... Uh, me having to beat my sister because someone tells me to, even though I don't want to? Yeah. Like, that's absolutely horrible. But you know you have to do it just to save your ass. Right. No. So... No, ma'am. Getting into specifics here will prompt some trigger warnings. Be... Uh, yeah. It's bad. So, um, sexual, all sorts of shit mm-hmm. pretty bad so basically don't listen to this episode if you're right. triggered by that because it's pretty rough um beginning with the time that sylvia was accused by gertrude of stealing sylvia had stolen a wetsuit from school for gym class because gertrude refused to buy her one mm-hmm. and when sylvia came home and gertrude noticed the gym outfit she berated her until sylvia confessed to stealing it um gertrude burned the fingertips off of sylvia's fingers with a lit <laughs> cigarette Oh, my God. I want to slap her. Oh. And then segued from that into repeatedly kicking Sylvia in the crotch, calling her a prostitute, her word, and then explaining that the kicking would cure her sticky fingers. Oh. Yep, that's the medicine. Yeah. Let me kick you right in the fucking cooter. Yeah. Oh, just wait. This one is a little (laughs) off, but Gertrude... Gertrude brought Sylvia to this church function where they had free hot dogs, so I'm sure that's why they went. Because right. they only free food. probably had the they probably brought the fucking buns because right. they only had bread. Um, and Gertrude Gertrude force fed Sylvia hot dogs until she became sick. Then, after Sylvia vomited, Gertrude punished her by forcing her to eat her own vomit. Oh my god! Oh my god! Keep going. I like that I can I cannot even imagine. Um, how broken she must have been, like, to comply to that. Oh, my God. How, like, like, how terrible was the abuse and torture? Like, that you were just like, all right, cool, yeah. Oh, my God. That is, that is a whole other demon. Um, well. Miss Gertrude. Of course. Of course it uh, gets worse. So, um, 
and it only escalates from here is what I wrote. Oh, so you're, it only escalates. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So Gertrude did not just allow but encouraged her children to begin abusing Sylvia and her sister Jenny. So both of them. So now point. Jenny gets it at this point yeah. too. Okay. Um, they practiced karate on Sylvia, literally tossing her into walls, onto the floor, and down the stairs. Um, they put their cigarettes out on Sylvia's skin cut her open and literally mm. poured salt and rubbed it into the wounds. I'm pissed. Then, to cleanse her of her sins, they would force her into a scalding hot bath. Why do I feel like that always happens? The most evil people want to cure people of their sins. Yeah. And they target the most innocent of people. Yeah. Because they're oh my God. vulnerable. They're fucked up is what they because are. Because they can't go home. This is right. the only place they have. Right. Yeah. So, not only was Sylvia physically abused, but also sexually. Mm. Uh, this is a massive trigger warning. Um, Gertrude would be preaching about the evils of sexual immortality as Paula stomped on Sylvia's vagina. <gasps> I don't understand no, that. No. Um, then it gets more fucked up. It must be noted that Paula was pregnant at this time. Oh, my God. Paula, pregnant, then accused Sylvia of being pregnant and just mutilated her genitals as a resor- result. Oh, my God. Now, there's not a lot of details exactly what she did. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just off speculation that the girl was pregnant. Like, she did that. So. And Sylvia's obviously not pregnant, right? No, but Paul is. Right. But there, but she said that Sylvia's pregnant. Yeah. Like, that and was just her, like, out of a lens. Oh, yeah, she's, um, she's pregnant, too. Yeah, and she's, like, a horror for being pregnant, yet... Sylvia, or Paula's pregnant and right. she's not married I either. I think they're so. lashing out on the fucking demons that they have within them and they're putting it on Sylvia. Very, very well. Yeah. Could be. Um, so, that was Paula. John Jr., who was Gertrude's 12-year-old son, quote, delighted in forcing Sylvia to lick the soiled diapers of his mm. baby brother until there was nothing left on the diaper. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. So, she had throw up and now she has poo-poo. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not going to oh lie. God. I kind of wanted um, hot dogs after. I'm sorry, and I'm not laughing because I'm, I'm uncomfortable. It's, I know. I know. I'm literally I know. not laughing because it's funny. It's I uncomfortable, know. and I just I can't know. believe that this fucking happens. <laughs> and I just laugh anytime someone says poop, so it doesn't really matter. Well, poop is kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, sharp. That's funny. It's, I, yeah. it's... That's horrible. Okay. Another sexual trigger, which was... Uh, Confusing as Sylvia had already been mutilated in her genital area, but um, uh, she was told to take all her clothes off and then shove an empty glass soda bottle into her vagina. Mm. Mm. I couldn't even say it. Uh, mm. While being watched by the Banaszewski children, like Gertrude wanted right. her kids to, to watch, she would like literally tell her to like masturbate with it in front of the kids. It, I so this was something that didn't just happen once. Right. Um, it was kind of. I don't know if it was a regular occurrence, but it definitely happened more than once. Mm. Um, the continuous beatings and mutilation of Sylvia's privates caused her to not have control of her bladder. Oh my God, that breaks my heart. Meaning she was unable to use the bathroom voluntarily for people that don't know that, I guess. I she could probably got beat for that too, huh? Of course, she wet the mattress she slept on, uh, which was on the floor. Mm-hmm. And this made Gertrude furious. Sylvia was no longer fit to live amongst her and her children. Um, so she was brought down to the basement where she was locked in with no bathroom and only giving crackers for food. And sometimes she was kept down there naked. We'll get to that. So 
Gertrude couldn't just leave it in the family. She couldn't stand that Sylvia wasn't known as this awful, terrible girl. So this is so wild. Um, so she spread lies and stories about Sylvia around the neighborhood children. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a middle schooler. Right. A um, grown-ass woman. Yes. So she did this in hopes that they would join in later on the abuse from, you know, their retaliation. Um, Gertrude would also charge neighborhood children and nickel each to gawk at the nude Sylvia. And would they? I mean, was there a turnout? Yes. Oh my God. Uh, You'll see how many kids were in the house when she was arrested. It's bonkers. Mm -hmm. Sylvia was eventually just like at one point, just constantly kept naked. Mm -hmm. Um, She even told her daughter, not clear which daughter, that Sylvia called her a whore and then got her daughter's friends to come to the house to torture and beat her. Um, A neighborhood teen, Anna Sisko, was recruited by Gertrude by lying to her, saying that Sylvia was going around saying that Anna's mother went out with all sorts of men and got $5 for going to bed with the men. Mm. Um, She's lying. Right. Um, Gertrude then proceeded to tell Anna, I don't care what you do to Sylvia. So instead of finding out if what Gertrude told her was true, that Sylvia actually said these things about her mom, she just accepted it as truth. And um, also the invitation to Gertrude's home where Anna threw Sylvia to the ground, beating her face and kicking her while Gertrude watched. Okay. (sighs) Baby, I'm only on page two, so. Oh, uh, she told her daughter that Sylvia was a sex worker and had neighborhood boy, 14-year-old Ricky Hobbs. Meanwhile, and... she literally can't leave the basement. Yeah. And these people just believe whatever the fuck she says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Ricky Hobbs was a neighborhood boy. He was 14. And then Gertrude's 11-year-old daughter, Marie, um, she got them to carve, I'm, quote, I'm a prostitute and proud of it into her abdomen with a hot needle. Mm. I have pictures. No. Yeah. During during the carving, Hobbs had to stop and ask Gertrude how to spell prostitute. She wrote it on a piece of paper for him. Then he returned to burning the words into Sylvia's stomach. Oh, my God. But honestly, this sounds bad. That's probably the least pain that she's been through. Nope. Not the very least. Nope. This left third-degree burns on Sylvia's body and has been noted that the severity of the burns was something that not even modern plastic surgery would be able to remove. Okay, so it wasn't just surface level. It was, like, deep within... Yeah. Okay. A side note on the Hobbs boy. I mentioned him. He is 14-year-old Ricky Hobbs. Um, It is believed that Ricky Hobbs was Gertrude's personal assistant. Oh, Um, a 14-year-old is your personal assistant. Wow. Uh, He he basically, like, blindly followed any order she gave him. Um, Crime reporters have actually speculated that he was her lover and that Gertrude (laughs) seduced him into becoming her henchman. Which, when you see a picture of old Gertie, just wait. Well, she definitely got that resume off of um, Craigslist, <laughs> not LinkedIn. Well, this is the 60s. Okay. Oh, fuck. You're okay. Right. This next part is copied directly from an article on Murderpedia because I was just so confused by, like, like how to put it into its own words. But yeah. we're back at the carving on the abdomen. Um, mm-hmm. So, satisfied, Banaszewski... Gertrude mm-hmm. left the room. She was satisfied with everything that they, their grammar was correct, mm-hmm. you know. Um, leaving Sylvia tied, gagged, and naked. At this point, Ricky, her, the boy, Ricky mm-hmm. Hops, yep. Paula, her daughter, and Banaszewski's 10-year-old daughter, Shirley, decided to give Sylvia another tattoo, an S in the middle of her chest. <clears throat> 
The three would later become confused as to whether they had intended the S to stand for Sylvia or slave, though the latter explanation was the one which was leaned towards as being correct. Um, Ricky burned the bottom. This is where it gets really strange. Um, Ricky burned the bottom curve of the S into Sylvia. Mm -hmm. He then either choked or changed his mind because then he ordered Jenny to come over and carve the top half. Although threatened, Jenny refused. Um, her sister, Jenny. Right. Um, Ricky relented and ordered Shirley, the 10-year-old, to finish the tattoo. The 11-year-old, well, it says 11 here, but the 11-year-old choked and accidentally carved the curve backwards so that the numeral three appeared on Lycan's chest. So it's literally a three. Oh, my God. So he did half, freaked out, asked for help, and then the help fucked it up and made it yeah. a three. Well, he asked for help, and someone was like, no. No, and then no. she came in and, and did. And she yeah. forced Jenny, and Jenny said no. And no, then, yeah. yeah. And then so now it's a three. Yeah, on so chest. now Gertrude's come back and now in. Now she's pissed. Oh, well, Gertrude <laughs> reentered the room at this point to address the still-bound and gagged Sylvia. What are you going to do now, Sylvia? You can't get married now. You can't undress in, undress in front of anyone. What are you going to do now? Sylvia was ungagged to address Gertrude. She replied, I guess there's nothing I can do. It's on there. Mm. 16. 16. 16 years old. Oh, my God. Okay. So, you had asked, uh, um, you know, when she was being abused, if it was ever outside in front of people. Yes. There were even unwilling witnesses in the neighborhood. Um, in August of 65. So, when did they get there? July, August, next month. Yeah. So, in August Shit, of 65. This happened quick. Oh, yeah. Right, right off the bat. Yeah. Her and Paula started having issues. Right. So, in August of 65, a middle-aged couple moved in next door to the Banazuskis. Phyllis and Raymond Vermillion? Vermillion? It's spelled like Vermillion, but I have a feeling it's like Vermillion. Well, if he's evil, we don't really need to give him credit for his name. Well, Phyllis and Raymond. So, <laughs> Phyllis noticed that all the children next door, like she noticed like there's like what, like nine kids next door and thought that maybe Gertrude would be a good babysitter for oh, her two God. children. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> The one lady with none. She has a litter. Yeah. So, and two aren't even hers. So, right. she thought by paying Gertrude in return for these services that they would be helping each other out, basically. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so the Vermilions arranged a barbecue in their backyard and invited Gertrude and the kids over to get to know one another. Oh, they could eat some barbecue. Yeah. It was here that Phyllis saw Sylvia for the first time. She had a massive black eye. Um, and then Paula, like, noticed Phyllis, like, the recognition in Phyllis's face. Yeah. Um, and then she just proudly announced to everyone that she gave Sylvia the black eye and then oh. got a glass of steaming water, walked up to Sylvia, and just threw it in her face. Shut the fuck up. In f- yeah, in front of everyone. In fr- She's like, oh, that? I did that. I don't know where she got the steaming hot water from. And then she just She's like, as a matter face. of fact, here's this boiling hot water in front yeah. of you. And the neighbors were, please tell me, shocked and scared and called the police. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's not how it went. I know it didn't. Neither one of the Vermillions, I hate their last name, reported this. Then, then, okay, oh so that's number one. Then. You're killing me. Phyllis went to ask Gertrude for something to borrow at the house. 
and noticed Sylvia walking around like aimlessly kind of out of it um, mm-hmm. throughout the house. And she had bruises, swollen lips, an eye that was swollen shut. Mm. Paula. Right. Again, without being prompted, took off her belt and began to beat Sylvia in front of Phyllis to show her why Sylvia looked the way she did. Well. <laughs> Again, Phyllis did. Nothing. Yep. Which. I shouldn't sing that because that's horrible. But yeah, fuck Phyllis though. Dude, fuck her. Yeah, she's. Uh, okay. I don't have an exact date of when this happened, so I'm just gonna add it here. <laughs> I wrote that because I really don't like. I looked everywhere, um, and then after this, I want to show you some pictures just because. Yeah. There's so many people. Well, I need a face with the name. I love yeah. that shit. So um, one day, one die. <laughs> One, one die. <laughs> one day. Actually, have you ever seen that movie? One die. One day. No. Isn't that what it's called? With no. George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. No. One day, Diana saw Jenny at the park. Or Diana is the mm-hmm. older sister, which I I'm guessing she was poor too, like her and her husband. But like. But she went on to like she probably had her own life with her husband. I know, but she couldn't take her two sisters. Like. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, she was blind. Like maybe she didn't know what was going on. No, she did. Because look, okay, so Jenny then told her that Gertrude was beating her and Sylvia. That Sylvia Sylvia was receiving the brunt of the abuse and that even the neighborhood children were involved in the beatings and that they needed to leave the Banaszewski home immediately and that Diana needed to contact the police. So Jenny, like, she even described to her sister some of the things that were going on, like, Mm -hmm. in detail. And initially Diana thought, you know, she's exaggerating right. because like Gertrude's trying to discipline her mm-hmm. and she's just misbehaving and doesn't want to be there and, and be punished or whatever. Right. So, um, anyway, she's just basically thought like, she just wants to come and stay right. with me and my husband and yeah. doesn't want to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, she ignored her until a couple of days later. Um, Diana thought, I don't know, like maybe I should stop by check on them Mm -hmm. in this situation and just validate my feelings like a wellness check let me just see what's going on yeah Yeah. so upon answering the door gertrude refused to let diana see her sisters and threatened to call the police if she did not leave so diana left except that she didn't oh wait please tell me that diana's the hero Okay. okay we'll figure it out she hid behind some bushes at the house and waited until Ginny came outside. Mm-hmm. This is so sad. I guess Gertrude's like super, I wrote, I guess Gertrude's super sus behavior really spooked Diana because she grabbed Ginny by her shoulders. Like I imagine just like, and frantically asked her like, what is going on? You know what I mean? Right. Like that's yeah. how it was written that she just like grabbed her by your shoulders. I'm sure she was like shaking her like, why isn't this lady like letting me see you? Like why are her eyebrows so small? Like right. what is going on? Um, And this part kills me. Jenny responded by telling Diana that she wasn't allowed to talk to her and ran away. Mm-hmm. The fear Diana saw in Jenny's eyes prompted her to contact social services. Right. So she's becoming a hero, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Diana told social services that when she went to the Banaszewski home to check on her sisters, that Gertrude told her that Sylvia was a, quote, not my words, dirty prostitute and ran away. When social services arrived at the Banaszewski home asking about Sylvia, Gertrude told Jenny to lie to the social worker, threatening her that if she didn't comply, she would receive the same treatment as Sylvia. Sylvia. I mm-hmm. knew that was going to happen. So yep. she's, yep, 
Oh she threatens God. it all the time. So, yeah. of course, Jenny told the social worker, like, you know, yep, Sylvia ran away. Um, she was terrified of Gertrude and knew she wasn't bluffing and that she would, in fact, follow through with her threats. Um, the social worker left, filed the paperwork, and reported that no follow-up visits were needed. Oh. So, before we get a little further, I do want to show you some pictures. Show me the pictures. Oh, gosh. I can't post all of them because yeah. they're pretty fucked. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so, what's the first one? This is and all. We're, we're going to, are you going to post all these? I'm going to post this with Gertie. Yeah. Okay. So, that's her. Yeah. Then, this is her older. Oh, look, it's small. Probably because it's a terrifying no, picture. It. Okay. Got look it. at her fucking eyebrows. Yep, I could definitely see that. This is sweet Sylvia. Oh my gosh, her smile. Right? Here's another so one. So sweet. Wait, this is a sweet one. Oh my god. She what? Is beautiful. Beautiful. This was this is the only photo I could find of Jenny, but it was during the trial, so she's pretty like distraught. Yeah, but oh I mean, they, they look kind of like twins. They, they do look a lot alike. Oh um, the other ones are pretty graphic, and I'll show you those when we. Oh well, I can show you the. Um... No, the scar on the stomach. <gasps> no, oh my god, that is absolutely freaking horrible. So. Oh my god, and she's even holding up her own shirt, which. Oh my god, and you're gonna post all those to the Instagram. She's dead in that photo. Oh, so she's not holding up her shirt. Okay. That's a detective. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is actually the crime scene photo, which I'm not posting online. You can look it up. It's yeah. horrifying. Oh I, my God. Nope. Poor baby. It's pretty rough. I like, I don't get like joy out of looking at it, but to me, like how, when I am reading something, when I'm looking at something to fully like understand, like I'm just, I want to know, like, right. what was yeah. happening. But we'll post the... Um... The non-graphic ones. Yeah. Okay. So, we're, we're, almost, uh, we're, almost, we're, we're almost done here. Um, here we go. So, three days before Sylvia's death, as her body began to give up, she told her... Oh, this is sad. I forgot about this. She told her sister, Jenny, I'm going to die. I can tell. And she's still... Like, how old is she at this point again? She's still 16. Okay, this so this just has happened so months. quickly. Yeah, okay. July to October. Okay. Oh, fuck. Yeah. This happened so quick. Okay. Gertrude also noticed Sylvia's declined condition and forced her to write a letter to her parents explaining that she ran away and came upon a gang of boys that she performed sexual favors for and after they beat and mutilated her body. Mm. The plan was to then blindfold her, dump her, in, dump her body in the woods nearby with the letter that she was forced to write. This does not even remotely make sense. No. Um, which shows Gertrude's delusional mind and just how fucking dumb she was. That's Dude, what I wrote. fuck her. <laughs> okay, so do you want to hear the letter? Well, duh. <laughs> okay. For some unknown reason. 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 For some unknown reason. Okay, uh, Gertrude insisted that Sylvia start the letter. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Likens. Uh, her parents. Yeah. I mean, like, I was a weird child and I would, like... No. I say, what's but, up, Mom and Dad? Here it is. <laughs> Not when I was, like, 16, but when I was, like, little, little, I'd be, like... Literally, I remember being, like, a small child, you know, when you can't, like, wipe your butt. And I... <laughs> wow. Like, five, right? Oh, I was thinking, like, ten. Four. No. And I would be, like, <laughs> Susan! Oh, yeah. Like, right. like, to come wipe my butt. Yeah. When I lived with Lane's kids, um, 
Benny was like being potty trained and like Joe and Lane would be at home and Benny would be like, I need someone to wipe me. Or he would just go, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. And Joe would go in there and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Emily, but he wants you. Right. He'd be like, I want Miss Emily. And I'm like, God damn You're it. You're like, no, no. <laughs> I love that. It was so, oh, it was awesome. Okay. So here's the letter. This is like verbatim. I didn't change any. Um, there was one. And they obviously wrote this for her. No, they like forced her to write it. Oh, she wrote it herself. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. I went with a gang of boys in the middle of the night and they said that they would pay me if I would give them something. So I got in the car and they all got what they wanted. Dot, dot, dot. And when they got finished, they beat me up and left sores on my face and all over my body. And they also put on my stomach, I am a prostitute and proud of it. I've done just about everything that I could do just to make Gertie mad and cause Gertie and cause Gertie more money than she's got. I've tore up a new mattress and peed on it. Mm. I have also cost Gertie doctor bills that she really can't pay and made Gertie a nervous wreck and all her kids. Gertrude instuck, instructed Sylvia not to sign it. Oh my God. So I'm just like, what? Like, that obviously sounds like it's fake. Right. And, like, well, if the parents knew anything about their daughter, they would be like, how did this happen? Yeah. So. And this... can you imagine writing that to your parents who you probably want to see so badly and just tell them the truth? And they're making you freaking write the story knowing mm -hmm. that you're probably going to die real quick. And then, like, not signing it, it was just really strange. Like, why did she, like, she literally instructed her not to sign it. Well, you know, a lot of people will say this, like, in therapy classes. Like, you know how, like, sometimes, like, when you do therapy, they have you write letters to people who I done literally just told you how I did that to my ex that died. Yeah, well, a lot of people won't sign it at the end because to the therapist means you have unfinished business. Like, you haven't said all of what you wanted to. I'm literally going to see right now if I signed it. Yeah, well, don't go right now. Okay. <laughs> we'll okay, follow good. back in the next episode if she signed it but no because I remember um, not to like share any of my friends business but like one of my like that happened to her and her therapist was like the reason why you didn't sign it no one told her not to but it's like you have unfinished business that's the reason why you didn't sign it so maybe you know that Gertrude kind of knew like don't sign it because there's more to tell I don't know Gertrude was not that smart honey I know, but I'm just saying, it kind of... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gertrude was a fucking idiot. So, Cunty. anyway, she was a cunt. Okay. This plan, obviously... <laughs> I just dropped the Skittle. Hold on. The rabbit's going to get it. Right no. About it. They're vegan. They can't... Oh, look how cute he looks. Yeah, for once. He's not running around like a crackhead. Okay. So, this plan fell through because Sylvia overheard Gertrude telling her children of the plan to take Sylvia to a forest to die, basically. Um, so, she attempted to escape. Hmm. But was then stopped by Gertrude and one of the neighborhood boys named Coy Hubbard. Which I did read that, um, I think it was Coy Hubbard that actually impregnated Paula. But I'm not 100%. Yeah. And he was like 14, remember? And her, yeah. she was 17. Which, whatever, but like... That's a middle schooler right, and that's a high that, schooler. Yeah. Okay, so once they calmed Sylvia down, Gertrude made her toast. But Sylvia said she couldn't swallow it. In response to this, Gertrude took the she curtain. She maybe thought it was poison? 
No, because she's so weak. Oh, okay. And I'm telling you why. She can't swallow because mm-hmm. it's so swollen from being beaten. Oh, my God. So, um, and she wasn't given water. Right, so she's so dehydrated. Yeah. yeah, so in response to this, Gertrude took the curtain rod off the wall and beat Sylvia in the mouth with it. Then Hubbard, Coy, the, the boy, mm-hmm. uh, took Sylvia, threw her back into the confines of the basement, and tied her up as punishment. Um, Gertrude came down with a plate of crackers for Sylvia, which, keep in mind, she, she said she couldn't swallow toast, and now you're bringing her crackers. Fucking saltines that will literally make your mouth the yeah. Sahara Desert. Yeah, like when my, th- like, you know when your throat itches so bad and you just want to oh cough God. and like, it, like, I just want crackers to like scratch my throat. Remember the other night when I was eating those Fritos and I was like, I really can't swallow because I was so dehydrated. That's That like, was a lot of yeah. drama. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. Okay. <laughs> yes, I remember. Um, oh, yes. Okay. So, uh, but remember that's all the food they kept in the house. Remember? Yeah, I mean, Bread there's not and much crackers. <laughs> um. Sylvia refused the crackers and told Gertrude to feed it to the dog. It's hungrier than I am. Oh, my God. Well, she probably was just, like, over it. She wanted to die. Yeah, so Gertrude punished Sylvia by punching her in the stomach. She's... Evil. Yeah, so on October 24th, the next day... Gertrude went to the basement and tried to bludgeon Sylvia. Mm. She tried with the chair, missed, and it broke against the wall. I'm not trying to make light of this, but there's something that happens here that's kind of funny. Okay. Then she tried beating her over the head with a paddle, Mm -hmm. but Gertrude swung it so high that it came back and hit her in her own face. Good. Giving her a black eye. I would have been like, keep doing that. I think you hit the spot. Okay, so... This I just had to copy and paste from Murderpedia. So according to Murderpedia, this is what they wrote. To stop the strange show, (laughs) Hubbard stepped in and beat Sylvia. Not that part's funny, but like they called it the strange show. Right. Um, Anyway, so the Hubbard boys stepped in and beat Sylvia unconscious with a broomstick. Mm. Um, Which was just an interesting way of putting it. But um, then Sylvia came to and uh, Gertrude stomped on her head. So. Oh my God. This poor girl. We're almost done. We're almost done. I know it's rough. I I know. Okay, so um, that night and into the morning of October 25th, my birthday, Sylvia used... Three days still mine. I know, but (laughs) I'm sorry. She was done before your birthday. Yeah, so Sylvia used the iron end of a shovel and beat the basement floor over and over to attempt at getting someone's attention outside the Banaszewski home. Next-door neighbors, probably the feckin' Vermillions, reported hearing the noise and considered calling the police, but just didn't instead. Considered, but no, we're not going to. Yeah. Um, They probably didn't want any involvement. Clearly. Clearly. So, on October 26th, Gertrude decided to give Sylvia a warm bath. Oh. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, Her daughter, Stephanie, and good old Ricky boy... Remember her, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Brought Sylvia's body upstairs and put her in the bathtub fully clothed. They realized she wasn't breathing, so they took her out of the tub, and Stephanie tried performing CPR, but Sylvia was already dead. Okay. Um, She suffered a brain hemorrhage, shock, extreme malnutrition, and torture. 
Before her death, Sylvia couldn't even form intelligible words or move her limbs. So I imagine her trying to make noise with the shovel was like the last strength that she had. Oh my God. Um, Well, all the head trauma, of course she couldn't. Yeah. You know, form a sentence. And there's no way she was going to school during all this either. Yeah, I don't think anymore. Yeah. So um, a coroner would... Oh, it was the summertime too. Oh, that's true. Because she was going to school in the beginning with yeah. the scuba. Because I think they're, um, there's... I think in school you used to go through... I don't know. It was a fucking Yeah, 60s. it changes all the time. I don't know. But a coroner would later count 150 wounds on her body. Oh, on her tiny 16-year-old body. On her body. tiny little 16-year-old body, which was malnourished, so smaller than mm. a normal and she has no energy at all to like even fight no um it's almost over i promise so um when gertrude was informed of this about her being mm-hmm. dead um she told the kids to take sylvia's body down to the basement take all her clothes off and go to the payphone to call the police um as they had no working telephone in their home so she wasn't scared of the police she's always like calling the police <laughs> right I'm so like, that was yeah very quick well, remember her little story <laughs> yeah. that she told earlier. Mm-hmm. So with the letter, mm-hmm. uh, when the police arrived, Gertrude gave the letter <laughs> she had made Sylvia write to the police. During all this, Jenny whispered to one of the like and during all the like madness in the oh, house. Yeah. Um, Jenny whispered to one of the officers, "Get me out of here, and I'll tell you everything." <gasps> I knew she was go- okay. Yeah. So with this statement from Jenny and Sylvia's body in the basement, the officers arrested. Gertrude, Paula, Good. Stephanie, Good. John, mm-hmm. Hobbs, and Hubbard for the murder. Also, Phyllis. They arrested the following neighborhood children that were present at the time Mike Monroe, Randy Lepper, Duke, and Cisco, Anna Cisco, for the injury to a person. Um, so, Gertrude, now we're getting. That in. neighborhood was. What is up with that neighborhood? I don't know. They were fucked. So, um,. Now we're going to get into like a little bit of the trials, not that much, but just so you can kind of get right. some closure. Uh, Gertrude denied any knowledge of the torture of oh Sylvia. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally blaming it all on her children. Not the neighborhood kids, her children. Well, I'm sorry. You are a direct reflection of your children. So even if your children did it and they lived in your house, <laughs> wouldn't you see what's going on in your fucking house? Apparently Didn't, but... not. No. No. So she <laughs> entered pleas of... Not guilty and not guilty by reason of insanity. I didn't know you could do both, but old Gertie Goo did. Oh, baby, Gertie was ready. (laughs) So, (laughs) on May 19th, 1966, so we're in the next year, a jury found Gertrude guilty of first-degree murder. Paula Banaszewski was found guilty of second-degree murder. Mm -hmm. Both Gertrude and Paula were sentenced to life terms at the Indiana Women's Prison in Indianapolis. I guessing they were tried together i don't, mm, I don't probably okay so um john hobbs coy hubbard mm-hmm. and gertrude's son john were convicted of manslaughter the boys were sentenced this is gonna make you mad the boys were sentenced to two to 21 year terms oh, at the indiana state reformatory in pendleton then in 1968 the three boys were Released. you guessed it Released? Yeah, on parole for good behavior after serving about two years each. Good behavior as you fucking helped out and tortured this poor innocent girl. Yep. Well, of course you have good behavior in a fucking four wall, concrete wall. Like, how are you going to act up? I mean, you can, but like... 
Well, I'm sure they were scared because they were really young. No, of course. But um, good behavior. Oh, I mean, I, I feel like that would trump 20 years plus. I don't like I that think. word. Trump? Oh, well. <laughs> it is not allowed in this house. Okay. Almost done. Um, oh, this one made you mad too. In 1971, the Indiana Supreme Court granted Gertrude and Paula a new trial due to prejudicial atmosphere. Hmm? I don't know. It didn't really go into details. So, and I, okay. I thought about looking it up, but kind of like Vermilion, I just was like, no. Right. So Paula pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of voluntary manslaughter and served about two years in prison. But Gertrude was again convicted of first-degree murder on August 5th, 1971. This time, she was sentenced to 18 years to life. During her 18 years in prison... She was released. No. Oh. Gertrude became a model prisoner. She worked in the sewing shop and became a den mother of sorts to the younger female inmates. They called her mom. Oh. She's a wonderful mother. Yep. Let's see that record. Yeah. In December 1985, my sister was born that year in December, <laughs> Gertrude Vanazewski was up for parole despite the efforts of Jenny Likens and her family. So Jenny's not right. moved on, but she has a family now. Yeah. Um, so there's two, like, anti-crime groups. They're called Protect the Innocent, and then the other is Society's League Against Molestation. Mm-hmm. They travel to Indiana to support Jenny and to oppose the hearing. So they had, like, picket right. line outside, right. and, yeah. Um, Gertrude gave the following statement. I'm not sure what role I had in it, because I was on drugs. I never really knew her. I take full responsibility for whatever happened to Sylvia. Gertrude was released on December 4th, 1985. Mm. The day after my dog's birthday. Oh, well, sorry about the dog. And, well, he's alive. But she, she, she's alive. But please tell me she's dead now. She changed her name to Nadine Van Fossen. Okay, drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> I moved to Iowa where she lived into her death from lung cancer because she's disgusting. To, oh, because she was a smoker. Yeah, on June 16th, 1990. She died before we were born. Good. Because yeah. the Lord knew that yeah. she was still alive and I, had, and I was alive. <laughs> bitch on sight. <laughs> I think you could take her. I know I could. Okay, so Paula married and moved to a farm in Iowa. And that was basically all I could find on her. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, she was like the younger daughter, yeah. uh, changed her name and became a school teacher. Oh, let's put her right in front of kids again. Yeah, so the other son, John, changed his name to, oh, he only changed his last name to John Blake. He became a minister mm. in Texas. Well, okay. There's no questions about that. <laughs> Guess what he did? He counseled children of divorced parents. Hobbs, the like neighborhood boy, he died of cancer at the age of 21. He oh. became a chain smoker when they were in prison. And yeah, he like got lung cancer when he was 20 and died. And, wow. Yeah. Like oh. not even a year later. Yeah. Uh, so that was four years after being released from jail. So mm. yeah. So he smoked a lot in there, got cancer, and then he just boom, died. Bounce. Um, Hubbard has had several brushes with the law. Lester and Betty Likens divorced. 
Betty remarried. Those are the parents. Betty mm-hmm. remarried and died in 1998 at the age of 71. Ginny Likens Wade died in 2004 at the age of 54. So mm. that's really young. That is young. Yeah. So um, the Banaszewski home drew attention over the years from curious people and was demolished in April of 2009. Mary Weaver, who lived down the street from the house and actually knew Sylvia as a child, told the star... I'm glad they leveled it. Maybe now she'll be at peace. Um, she was, Sylvia, was mm. buried at Oak Hill Cemetery in Lebanon, Indiana. Um, in June, two, this is the last part, so yeah. we're almost done. <laughs> um, in June 2001, a six-foot granite block memorial to Sylvia Likens was unveiled, unveiled in Willard Park. Several hundred people mm. attended the dedication ceremony, including Fred Lawrence, a high school classmate of Sylvia's who on October 26, 1965, happened to be walking past the Banaszewski house as Sylvia's body was carried out. Oh no. She was, uh, he said, she's always been on my mind. Um, so my sources were two different articles on IndieStar.com, one written by Don Mitchell, the other one was by Will Higgins, an article written by Mark Oliver on AllThat'sInteresting.com. That's a really good website. Yeah. Um, and then Murderpedia. Yeah, I'm gonna, I use that one a lot. Yeah, and then I'm going to put two, uh, there's like a, what did I tell you earlier? There's like a American Crime oh, yeah. is a film. Mm-hmm. It was like a Sundance film in 2007. Um, and then Let's Go Play at the Adams is like loosely based off of this case. It's a book. Mm-hmm. And then there's an episode of deadly women that is about Gertie. So I'll just put that somewhere in the show. Yeah. Notes. We can put it in. Show notes? Even, yeah. And then on Instagram, I'll post some pictures of sweet pictures. Sylvia. And you'll have to see the pictures. Oh my God. It run. I, you can put the one of the carving in it. It'll just yeah. put the yeah. on Instagram, but don't put the one of her. No, away. you can look that up yourself. Yeah. Um, just because I don't want to subject people to, because you know, like it'll say gruesome, and I still click on things. Right. Like, but I then just... it's like, whoa, my god, yeah. no, I didn't want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh my god, him. I know. This is that was. Oh my god, that's a lot. And you know, beating, sexual molestation, all that shit. I don't like to hear about anybody, but if you hear from like an innocent sixteen-year-old. It always takes me back when I was that age. Like, mm-hmm. you're so naive. You don't know a lot about the world. Like, and that's your last memory of being, you know, on Earth. Like, that's horrible. It's horrible. She didn't even get to live a life. No, she didn't have a life at all. She, I mean, like, she didn't get to marry. She didn't get to have kids. She didn't, she didn't get to, Whatever she wanted to do. I mean, she didn't have to live just by getting married and having kids. But, right. like, she, yeah, I mean, just... I don't know if Paula was, like, threatened by her. I mean, she was. She was a pretty little girl. Right, but, like, what? A six, like a 16-year-old? Like, what did she do so traumatic to make you want to take this shit out on her? Why? Literally nothing. Right. They're poop stains yep. on sharded panties. <laughs> that whole family. <laughs> they are, like... Worse. They are just... I mean, yeah, she... They... Uh, it's wild to me that they're just like cool to be out. And there was some oh quote God. about the um, the son that became a minister, who's mm-hmm. also a real estate agent. Then he's a minister too, right. and like counseled the divorced right. children. There was some quote from him. I didn't put it in there, but it was like how he felt really bad, and he thought that he should have been like um, uh, reprimanded more, or given more time, or something. But I, um, I'm like, then do like. 
what you're do something else then right like i don't know i mean regardless he thought it was okay in that time right yeah i was like i would have never for one second thought that anything that was going on was okay no i mean like one of the articles i read it was like they literally put it as like like, you know when you would, like, come home from school, what do you do? You, like, turn cartoons on. Yeah, That's you, what I did. you eat a snack, and, like, you tell your mom, like, how your day went. Yeah, like, like I... Go- exactly. Right. Like, I would come home, I'd either pop popcorn and watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail, or I'd mm. watch, like, Moesha or something yes. like that. Like, and they put... Theirs was they came home from school, and they went to Gertrude's house and watched tortured. her do weird things that she was forced to do, like, sexual acts or tortured and beat her and, for fun like yeah. they practiced like, like that was fun karate judo and stuff on her yeah like what she's a punching bag what literally no that's absolutely horrible absolutely horrible i just like <sighs> she was just Gosh. so i mean yeah bless her i mean and not to like put anything against jenny because she was beat and tortured oh as well. my god and she was just doing what she thought at that moment was what she needed to do to survive yeah. but she doesn't know what's going to happen to her sister right like well, yeah and she was being threatened and beat too so yeah. um and she was younger but i mean the fact that she even like you know she got married and she had children of her own yeah. i don't know how many like it could have just been one but like she did that and then she pretty much dedicated her life to um basically trying to show justice to her still she was like on dr phil and like all these right. things like because like her story lives right yeah. is that what you're saying well i mean yeah she was just like trying to stand up for her sister because right. i guess like i'm sure she lived with a lot of guilt i don't know i can't speak for her right. but like of course she could literally do nothing i mean like the first time it happened she's just like she ran after mm-hmm. her sister when gertrude like grabbed sylvia and like drug her into the room there were no details on what happened to her then just that she was like screaming right but like she locked the door behind her and jenny couldn't get in and she just waited right you know i don't know uh. it, it's just massively disappointing that our human race can do things like that yeah. it's disgusting monsters yeah so well, that was a good one, Emily. Yeah. Well, not a good one. I hate saying that, but... I know. Thank you so much for that information. Yes. Oh, so we never do this. Well, we didn't do it last time, and I'm really bad at remembering. So... What is it? Great. <laughs> review. Subscribe. Subscribe. Please. On any platform that you... I mean, I think the main ones, because we can see kind of look, the analytics is Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So rate yeah. us, review us. If it's bad, go ahead and send us an email, and then we'll correct it ourselves. Yeah, don't write bad re- Who does that? Well, no one yet. Don't be a Karen. Right. Don't be a Karen. Don't be a Karen. It's just the beginning. Yeah. um, You can email us at miserymannerpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you have, like, any, like, scary stories that you know, like, little bitty ones, like, we want to eventually be able to do one where... um, Yeah, but you have to start writing stuff in. Yeah, we have a couple... But we're, like, waiting to get, like, a group of them so that mm-hmm. we can just, like, read kind of, like, your stories that you've, like, grown up listening to or something that you've been involved with. We're eventually going to do an episode over that. So. Or suggest cases because we were just talking yeah. about how, like, my dad sent me a Houston uh, Chronicle article about, you know, these this couple that have been identified from, like, a murder that happened 40 years ago. So I might invest investigate. I might <laughs> read into that and try to do a case off of it. But, um you know, there's stuff that happens. Like, that's what Cody was saying. He was like, 
I've never heard of that. And he's like, you know, there's so many things we don't hear about. And it's so true. Right. And I even read another article about this thing with Sylvie Likens. It was the fact that like this stuff happens, but the reason it made so much like noise and because the neighbor, like it was kids doing it to kids. Yeah. That was. Which you don't really expect. Not being like with the this like ringleader of like an, right. an adult, a mother, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. So it was like that whole aspect of like, I don't know. Yeah. Was... So like, if you see like a story that you're like, oh, I want to learn some more about this, send it our way. We'll do the best we can to dig it, dig it, dig it. Be the Nancy Drew of the true crime. Okay. <laughs> Is that everything? That's everything. Well, we'll see you. Uh, soon don't know when it's gonna be because we've kind of been sporadic whenever it fits in our schedule so well we've been posting pretty consistently yeah weekly but i don't know like it's either a tuesday or wednesday whatever it may be we're trying to figure that out it's usually gonna come up on wednesday morning so then like the idea is like while you're getting dressed and ready for work you listen to it yeah and and you share it with all your friends yeah so then we don't have to wake up and go to work at the same place (laughs) Yes. Okay, bye. All right, bye. <laughs>